Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode number 20 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Today's guest is another one from the Collision Tech Conference that happened in Toronto. Joseph Gordon Levitt is an American actor, filmmaker, singer, and entrepreneur. As a child, he appeared in the films A River Runs Through It, Ten Things I Hate About You, and in the TV series Third Rock from the Sun. He has since starred in 500 Days of Summer, Inception, 5050, The Dark Knight Rises, and Snowden. He's received multiple acting award nominations, including for the Golden Globes, Screen Actors Guild, MTV Movie Awards, and the Teen Choice Awards. In 2004, during a slow time in his acting career, he began Hit Record, an online platform where creatives of all types can collaborate with others on projects. In 2014, Joseph won the Interactive Media Emmy Award for Social TV Experience for Hit Record on TV a show he created, hosted, and directed. As you may have noticed in previous recordings from the Collision Conference, the sound is not the greatest. It's a lot of background noise in a big hall, conference hall, but the content is always very valuable. First up, both Joseph and Hit Record co-founder Jared Geller explain how the company formed and how it has evolved over the years. Just tell you the kind of brief history of what Hit Record, uh, how it started, and how it came to be, and, and where we're headed into the future. Um, the first thing to say is that it didn't start as a startup at all. It was just a, a little thing that my brother and I were doing um, because at, at that time in my life, this is many years ago, in like the early mid 2000s, um, I'd been acting ever since I was a kid, and uh, I quit for a while to go to college, and then when I tried to get back into it, I couldn't get a role. And uh, it was a very painful time in my life because I wanted to be creative, but I, I couldn't be. And I realized uh, at that time, okay, I, I can't just wait around for someone to cast me in something. I have to be able to be creative of my own volition. And, and hit record was just this little turn of phrase that I came up with, this kind of like metaphor for the, you know, the red round record button became a symbol for me. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the one to push the button. And I started making little short films and songs and stories and stuff and my brother helped me set up a tiny little website where I was posting some of these things and uh, we put up a little message board on this website and that's where this community started and, and what we noticed about the community was while some people were coming to check out the little things that I was making what a lot of people wanted to do was make things together and we thought now that's actually new and interesting because just watching a video or just listening to a song on the internet is really not all that different from what you could do with old technology, TV or radio or whatever. But using the internet to collaborate, using it to allow people to come together and make things together that they wouldn't have been able to by themselves, that's legitimately new behavior. And we thought that was really cool. And so we kind of leaned into that. 
And again, at that time, it was still just a total hobby. We, we weren't spending any money. We weren't making any money. But the, the, the community sort of grew. And uh, a few years later, um, Jared, my, my good friend, and I started talking. And he said, this, this community, this collaborative creative process that's going on is really cool. I wonder if we could do something more ambitious with this. I wonder if this could power a production company. And uh, you want to talk about that? So we, um, we you know, took the time to figure out like, how, how would all of this work? We, you know, from a rights standpoint, from licensing and creating a, a unique terms of service that would allow people to create together and then uh, allow us to uh, pay our community for the work that they, that they make. Um, and we set out a, a list of goals. We said, well, maybe we could make some short films this way and get into a short, uh, and get into a film festival, or maybe we could make music this way and make a, an album, or maybe we could make a book, and uh, maybe one day we could make a TV show. And um, we we set those goals, and, and we ended up being able to do that. We um, we've had multiple screenings at festivals like the Sundance Film Festival, the Toronto Film Festival. We have uh, multiple. It's a wonderful festival. We have a great partnership with uh, HarperCollins and have uh, done multiple book series with them. Uh, we have we made a TV show that won an Emmy. Uh, and uh, along the way, uh, brands come to us and get to partner with awesome brands like uh, LG, uh, uh, Samsung, Sony, and great nonprofits like the ACLU, the National Parks Foundation. We also have a wonderful uh, partnership with uh, Ubisoft. Um, and we've been doing that for a long time, but I think we, we, and we've been able to grow organically, um, you know, along the way, and, 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 and our community has grown. Um, but, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, we, we thought, you know, perhaps there's a way to include even more people. Yeah, that was the limit that we kept running up against as a production company, was um, it's great if we can start these projects and open the door to let lots of people collaborate on them with us. But only so many people can really be included in those when we're the ones always having to start the projects and lead them. And what would it take to allow anybody to come and start their own project? And uh, could we take what we've learned as a production company about how this kind of novel collaborative process of people making stuff together from all over the world online, uh, could we use what we've learned to build tools that could empower people to do that um, without us uh, needing to needing to be the leaders of every project. And, and if we could do that, then we could include so many more people. And that was the, the idea that we uh, pitched when last year, when we went up to Silicon Valley, it was like, we want to evolve from a production company into a platform. And here's what we've learned, here's what we've done, and here's how we think we can take what we've learned and uh, apply it to allow other people to do what we've done. And uh, we were able to raise a great Series A, um, from Javelin, Crosslink, Advancet, uh, some really great angels, David Rogier, the co-founder of Masterclass, Kevin Lin, the co-founder of Twitch, Steve Chen, the co-founder of YouTube, uh, all invested. And uh, we've put together a really uh, inspiring and wonderful group of folks to provide guidance for us. And um, we've now just been able to hire a, a much more robust product and technology team. We had really no product team uh, for all those years, but now and I think it's important to say, uh, you know, we specifically went out to Silicon Valley to do our race uh, because, you know, I think it might be a little easier for us to go to Hollywood media, uh, to the media industry to look for investment. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we love about um, the partners that we work with, Javelin and, and, uh, and, and, and Crosslink, is, and, and our um, agents, they provide so much guidance 
and uh, in, in the tech space and the product space, saying that we, you know, we uh, we doubled our product, our, our, our uh, development side. We have we went from one product person to five in just three months. Um, so so getting to work with uh, the, the Silicon Valley folks has been really uh, efficient for us. So we're now in the process of, of building this new platform, and uh, it's funny, it's full circle being here because of a lot of the the origin of the the connections that we eventually ended up making in the tech world started when we were at Web Summit in, in Lisbon uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so it's great to be back here. In your talk on the main stage, you mentioned not wanting to follow the model that most social platforms follow when it comes to advertising. How are you monetizing the platform while maintaining the positive environment of collaboration? Is it from partnerships with brands that you mentioned? Sure. So as a production company, we would make money uh, by, like you said, whether it was a partnership with LG, Sony, Samsung, or it was making a TV show or publishing a book. Uh, when we would make money, uh, then we would share those profits with the contributing artists and then pay our bills and we were able to grow linearly. Um, and we're still doing that. And we're still doing that. Uh, do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we have, uh, we have an ongoing relationship with Ubisoft. Uh, uh, we just... Uh, Without a, a TV show, we made the project uh, called uh, Band Together. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, and there's more to come. Um, so we still want to do that, but uh, I think the the business model of a production company only allows for a certain kind of linear scaling. Um, and I think there is the potential for a business model that scales in a more exponential fashion. But I think it's really important to say, and this is something that I said from the beginning in every pitch uh, every pitch meeting. Um, we do not want to monetize through this ad-driven business model uh, where you sort of give away a proper service for free, collect data on your users, manipulate those users in a sort of opaque fashion according to the will of the advertisers who are paying to manipulate your users. Um, that's obviously been a very lucrative business model, um, but I think it's really destructive. I mentioned in the talk, uh, I'm, I'm very compelled by uh, the thesis of Jaron Lanier, who, who really describes this in excellent and very actually entertaining detail in his book, 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now. Um, so I think that there are ways that once we build the tools that we're talking about building and once we have a ever-growing and thriving community of people uh, being creative together, there are ways to build a business model that's not uh, a uh, fulfilling the will of these sort of advertisers behind the curtain, but that are rather fulfilling the will of the users themselves. Uh, I would point to examples such as like a fitness app or a meditation app. These are, you know, there's some really successful businesses right now that are like, here's what we're going to help you do. And we build a business and you pay us to help you do the thing that you want to do to improve yourself to get better, whether it's you want to exercise more, you want to meditate more, you want to do art more, uh, in our case. Um, and I don't think we're, it's, it's quite time to announce the particulars of what that business model will be. Um, but these are the these are the directions that we're working on in, in, uh, in designing what our business model will be in the future. Next, they were asked how they keep going after all these years when for a long time it may have seemed that no one was paying attention? Well, first of all, I think I should say we kept going because it was something we loved doing. Um, I would qualify the, the notion that no one was paying attention just because lots of people were, we were doing these things. Um, like our, you know, 
we made a we made a, a campaign with LG that played on the World Series and was seen by is it billions? Is like lots of a lot of people. Um, so yeah, but but who wasn't paying attention was Silicon Valley because we never knocked on Silicon Valley's door. We never had to. We were cash flow positive since 2013. We never had to raise money, and uh, we weren't really interested in that. It was just recently, as Jared was describing, where we kind of started running up against this limit of like. There's only so many people we can really include with this production company model. How can we, how can we cross that threshold? We said, okay, it's time to sort of embrace the technology side of ourselves and uh, buy a couple of Southwest Airlines tickets and go to Silicon Valley <laughs> and, and do this. The fact that they've grown organically without advertising is a refreshing approach when it comes to entrepreneurship. Can you talk a little bit about that? I don't think we've ever made an ad Yeah, we've never bought any traffic before. Uh, what I think, we, we like to think that we demystify the, or our community helps to demystify the creative process. And people join, people come to join the report uh, because they see on social media, likely, that there's a call to action that says, you know, draw a picture of the song, or add your voice to this chorus, or do something creative and I think the barrier of entry feels really low because people feel like oh I can do that because it's specific specific and, and, and it's, it, it shouldn't feel intimidating it should feel like oh I want to I, I want to sing along to that and we have a constant I mean if you go on Joe's feed or uh, you know hit reports feed there's just a constant uh, flow of creative opportunities that hopefully anybody feels like throughout the course of a day or a week or whatever, uh, that they feel like they can be a part of it. And that's the organic growth, and that's why I think when you come to the Hate Report, right, when you come to the Report and you experience the vibe of our community, it feels so organic, because people feel like, you know, they're very supportive of one another, and, um, you know, they, the problem there was just this, this opportunity to express themselves in a creative way, that I think that some people feel like they couldn't, they couldn't, they wouldn't have had an opportunity to do otherwise, and they're a part of making something that they couldn't have made on their own. It's different when you're putting out something you've made by yourself and saying, hey, world, here's me and my thing, and please look at it, and please like it, and please share and follow and whatever. That's a very different experience than coming and finding a bunch of people that are like, hey, let's all make something together. And uh, that's been, I think, the, the feeling that, as Jared says, we're able to sort of encourage people to get into by just offering up these really specific creative prompts that can sort of break the, the blank page syndrome have that creative urge. You know you want to do something, you don't necessarily know what to do. Often if you can like get together with a bunch of other people that are like, hey, there's a bunch of stuff that needs doing, then you can like get into it. Next, I mentioned that they understand the creative side and wondered how easy or difficult it was to build the business and, and tech side of the platform to get it where it is today. Well, I think it would, it would be vain for us to say like, oh, no problem. It's completely the same. And there, there's a lot of overlap um, in, in leading a company, for example, in directing a movie, uh, and I've I've had the privilege to work with some of the greatest directors, and I've I've directed some stuff myself, and a lot of that's similar in that you're working with large teams of people, and you're figuring out how to get everybody to work together, and you're figuring out what what inspires people to do their best, um, and you're figuring out how to curate through lots of different ideas and be decisive. So a, a lot of those things are similar. Um, 
But then there's big differences, like when you're directing a movie, ultimately it's a work of art, and there's no actual quantifiable uh, way to measure success, unless you're going to go by box office or something. But I don't really consider box office a great metric of success when making a movie. Making a movie, it's, it's really subjective. Making a product, it's not really very subjective. It's, it's, it's pretty clear, like, are people finding this product useful? Is it delivering them the thing that they wanted to get out of it? And you can measure it. And so it's been really, um, it's been a challenge, uh, but uh, actually a really inspiring one to approach um, a creative process with more, you could almost say scientific or kind of evidence-based analytical data-driven thinking. And uh, it, it's, it's, I think uh, a lot of that has come from just being in places like this and getting to meet a lot of really smart people who have uh, a lot more knowledge and experience in, in this kind of thing than, than I do. And then luckily being able to work with some of those folks as investors, advisors, and, and ultimately that now you know we're, we're staffing up and, and hiring people that have that experience. And being able to interface the gap between. I mean, we. I think what, what we would say is we're we're so experienced with our community, and so to understand, like Joe was saying, having having wonderful advisors and to say, like, okay, from a legal standpoint or from a business standpoint or whatever, you know, the case may be, to say, like, okay, well, this makes sense for our community, and, and understanding how to fine tune, you know, what uh, you know, the business strategies and legal strategies, but also understanding our community so well uh, and, and, and making that all fit is. That, that's fun for us. For the last question, they were asked how they plan to scale the platform so that it is recognizable enough that the everyday consumer could interact with the brand as a platform. Well, I'm trying to think of how to answer that. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the, the product and the tech, and that was just never our focus. Of uh, all those years that we were doing our various things and really being fairly successful as a production company. The technology side of it was always something that we were like, we're not a tech company. It's not our strength. We have a small handful of great engineers. They're great. Um, but we didn't, we didn't measure data. We were, the two things we measured were, are we making stuff that we think is, is awesome and great and fulfills a level of threshold of excellence that we're proud of? And are we able to you know, grow you know, uh, linearly or grow, like, pay the bills and, and grow? Like, those were some of two data points that we, <laughs> that we tracked for a long, too long. Yeah. And uh, so it's been really eye-opening to be now working with, we've got this great team of five people on our product team, people that have worked at, uh, you know, like our, our head of product, Martina Chen Martin, she worked at Hulu and Amazon and, and Ring, uh, our, our UX designer, Brandon, uh, worked at Headspace. Like, it's been really, really wonderful. Just hired a head of growth. Yeah, John Luf, who came from LinkedIn and Linda SlideShare. Like, it's been really wonderful getting to work with these folks uh, who have the experience that we don't and figuring out how to build not just works of art, but how to build, to your point, a platform. It was really interesting to learn about Hit Record. I hope that everyone checks it out and maybe finds some collaborators for your next masterpiece. It's open to all kinds of artists and all skill levels. Projects on the site include writing, visual art, music, animation, video, acting, and more. For links and show notes, visit dianefoy.com slash zero two zero. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. 
Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers. 